Welcome to the weekly High with LSD podcast, the Leslie and Subu dialogue covering the most happening technology news that affect India. Hi, folks. Uh, welcome once again to this uh, weekly High with LSD show. Uh, hope uh, you folks are having a, a good weekend. And uh, Subu, I hope you are enjoying your weekend uh, with your. usual stuff that you do well i will not specify but uh, how is how is spending your time <laughs> nothing to hide there yaar yeah. i mean it's it's you know actually there is no concept of weekend these days right i mean every day is a weekday every day is a weekend so yeah one kind of tries to keep oneself amused and uh, you know but yeah it, it's been a, it's been a fairly interesting uh, week because uh, you know we had the uh, we had a probably a case study which i think generations of marketing students are going to watch and uh-huh. read about as to how a us multinational company shot itself in the foot you know when whatsapp did what it did <laughs> right i mean i i i i can't i can't wrap my head around it i mean honestly uh, what were they trying i mean were they trying to were they trying to do a favor to um, elon musk or were they trying to you know show something to the us government uh, i even now i'm not very confu- i am not very uh, clear about the messaging you know uh, one full page ads and then the pil in supreme court uh, it is just becoming a more, bigger and bigger mess and yesterday they said that they're going to shift everything to may uh, i mean is it for real really yeah and people are already moving to signal and all for their personal kind of stuff i think there a lot of tweets by i have moved yeah same here but i'm saying uh, from a business uh, perspective we discussed that last week whether it is a business perspective personal so from personal perspective obviously like i think some of us already use vpns and all that kind of stuff so from privacy point of view those who want to take care of the mask their ip address do uh, uh, you know from a Uh, a privacy and security perspective we already take these steps but you know th- what is uh, puzzling me or not puzzling me it's it's a little of a kind of a chicken and egg situation one is the trust issue when uh, facebook uh, had announced that it would be int- integrating it with uh, whatsapp and uh, uh, instagram so there was a quite a few uh, it, it was quite a heads up everybody knew that this will uh, pan out in this particular fashion whatsapp has gone like out of the way to explain it and all those kind of uh, huge advertisements that we have out there it's not cutting much ice with the uh, public because basically the- but why did they not simply send a message to all the users of whatsapp for business only why did they have to make a global uh, broadcast message which ended up confusing everybody around uh, you know including my wife who said that you know are they going to read my message i said how does it make a difference you know even if they do right so i'm not very sure as to who thought this through if at all anybody did think it through uh, secondly it's a classic case of uh, you know i don't want to sound very harsh but it's a classic case of lousy communication absolutely you know absolutely lousy communication i mean first you tell people something then you make them confused then you know they all leave and go into signal and telegram and you know, what have you and then you put a take out full page ad saying that no no this is not that's not what we meant and the ad itself is equally more confusing right 
I mean, all that they had to do was simply set out, put out an ad saying that your personal chats are, you know, private. Period. And this communication is only for WhatsApp for business. That's all they had to do. Coming out with a full page ad, putting so many words out there, uh, you know, the the I don't know who approved the copy. And it looks like a legal document out there. You know, it's like I that's what I'm saying. Legal case. I mean, you don't have to do that with consumers. Who approved I mean. the copy? I mean, what is the advertising agency doing? What is the marketing communication department doing? That's why I said that you know this is going to be a classic case study, a case study for uh, students as to how not to communicate. I have seen horrible communications in the past, but this list exactly is and and no, they did not. For me, when I read that, I think they weren't addressing the trust issue. But basically, it was a trust issue. It's not. I mean, you're losing your first movers advantage very clearly with a trust yeah. issue, like. Uh, Look at it like yesterday. I had to do uh, a transaction, a payment transaction. Somebody said use Google Pay. I did not think twice. I said okay, fine, because it's a UPI kind of thing. I have a little of a trust in the kind of UPI, uh, uh, rightly or wrongly or misplaced. That's a different uh, uh, issue altogether. But UPI seems it's connecting directly to my bank account. Yet I was okay with the uh, UPI ID uh, stuff. I did the payment, uh, but after that, again, you know, uh, uh, the the entire thing, my antenna went up. I uninstalled. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just do that. I know it restricts my payment options, but yes, I'm I'm fine with that. And uh, so I'm I'm just saying it's basically. I think they need to address the trust issue out here. So that's my. my uh, that is take. something that I think all of these guys have to do. Exactly, because you know the the trust issue has become so paramount. The the good thing going for them is there are not too many alternatives. Yeah. Okay. For the moment, there are not too many alternatives, right? But as and when you know uh, you start getting alternatives around, there is going to be a massive uh, pushback from the consumers, you know. And and uh, like I said, I, I keep keep saying again and again that it is not the question of you know whether you are reading my uh, content or not. I'm assuming that you are in any case. Okay. My question is, are you giving it away and making money on it? All right. Now that bothers people a lot. Okay. And these guys have not come around and said yes or no. Nobody's giving a clear answer. And, and uh, you know, the PIL that has been filed in Supreme Court uh, by one of the guys in, in uh, India on the WhatsApp issue. I mean, that actually nails the point on its head. It's saying that, look, I mean, you are suddenly changing the entire rules of the game. And you are saying that, you know, either take it or leave it <clears throat> kind of a thing. And uh, I mean, why would you do it? Yeah, right. probably they could look at it from a different point of view, like having a basic version, having a paid version and having an, in the next a kind of a premium kind of version, which is what most people uh, in the software industry uh, do. That. Right. And probably, because at the end of the day, I think uh, nobody's here for charity. We understand fully that this is a business period. Uh, and I think even users need to understand there's nothing like a free lunch. Okay. I mean, you know, sometimes I think uh, uh, consumers also take it to another uh, uh, extreme, basically by demanding you know, its rights without... It's karma, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's you you got them into it. You told, kept telling them that no, no, it's free for your life and nothing is going to happen and all that stuff. Well, there are, so there are telecom you, operators yeah. also who do the same. 
and they have done it exactly, in the past. Exactly. So, so we have had this. They have done it in the yeah. past. They will do it they in the future. They will do it in the future. So I think uh, we need, I th- basically it's caveat emptor also to a great extent. I think exactly even users also need to be aware. Which brings me you know, to the second topic, which is a related topic. I know uh, uh, it's about a uh, very well-known uh, TV personality was born on record, Nidhi Razdan. Uh, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it's clearly unfortunate that she had to go through whatever she went through. And uh, Uh, Yes, but, you know, when you look at it very dispassionately, you say, oh, how could she have done it? How could she have fallen for it? But it's not true. And because really fishing is getting very sophisticated. Probably, I mean, you uh, uh, track cybercrime very closely. I know that. And uh, so uh, the way I understand this particular instance, I mean, I'm not... Uh, sort of uh, uh, highlighting or, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking this uh, uh, incident out of context also, but phishing by far, ransomware by far, malware by far, the incidents are rising. We have discussed this in the previous episodes also. Uh, And we always, you know, have that uh, uh, saying that if something is too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. yeah. Yeah, but in this particular case, I mean, as she herself explained, I think she wrote a very lovely note on uh, NDTV saying that, yes, I feel stupid, but you know, this this was the process. She explained it to the public so that the public can learn. And I think this could have happened, honestly speaking, to anybody. To anyone. I mean, uh, look, uh, I mean, today's morning also she's tweeted saying that, you know, at the end of the day, if, you know, it, it boils down to the fact that I'm stupid, so, so be it, you know, the, the, I'll take it on the chin. Now, see, this is this is not something which you know, uh, by any stretch of imagination, make somebody stupid. Because the methods are so sophisticated. Yes. It, is, it is really like make-believe. You, know? you actually believe that this is for real. You know, I, it finally took, you know, Joshua Benton to, you know, actually put out a tweet saying yeah. that, you know, we don't have... We don't have a faculty. You know, have a faculty yeah, for, in, for the journalism in that particular... Right. So, I think... This is, see, it is, it is a fact of human nature that the more things that, you know, you do with technology, the more crooks are out there. You know, the only thing that kind of, you know, uh, bothers me is that I hope there was not too much of monetary transaction made in Nidhi's case. You know, that would be unfortunate. No, so, I think in her case, she was supposed to be being given a salary. I mean... She was expecting a September salary found from there. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and this it's is, I mean, I've, I've just got, I've just got since yesterday after I spoke to you, I've got a list of some seven or eight instances, which has happened in the last week, you know, yeah. cybercrime, where, you know, it, it's a case of phishing, it's a case of malware. The, 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 the problem is that, see, today also, my, my question would be, okay, so what is going to be the end game? The people who did whatever they did to Nidhi Razan, uh, is there an FIR that is being fired? Is it recognized as a crime? What is the investigation that is happening? See, everybody is focusing on, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, this was cyber, uh, this was a case of phishing. My point is, okay, so what is the next step? Yeah, what can you is do? The law enforcement, yeah. Is the law enforcement going to do anything about it? That, there is no, there is no answer to that. And, and I, how frankly, do you, how nobody do you trace. Is. How do you trace the guys? 
Well, how- that is where that is where your your uh, you know your investigation in law enforcement has to come in very strong. Yeah, but they have to be that savvy. For instance, the point is like you have to understand how masking of. See, I know uh, personally, I know of people in the cybercrime unit who are very, very savvy. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I know it, 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 it sort of contradicts the common kind of perception that we have of the government uh, cells. But believe me, some people in the cybercrime unit are very, very tech savvy, and they really understand what masking means. They understand IP addresses, but simultaneously. we do have to understand that this is a very difficult thing to trace it's not it's easier said than done because hackers are always one step ahead of one step ahead um, yes so but see that is a challenge isn't it i mean even if you were to look at the ordinary uh, crime the criminal always think that he is one step ahead yes right uh, but there are you know red uh, crumbs which are which are there right the digital breadcrumbs have to be identified and that itself is a challenge and, and i completely alert. agree with you i mean and you have to have a robust system in place already in place because i remember about uh, i think it was 2016 i think so uh, uh, union bank uh, they had a massive scandal of about 170 million dollars okay this was the swift transfer they had to reconcile it by the end of the day you know very sophisticated kind of process but it was a simple kind of alert that came to the notice of these guys you know they had to they had to get the money back to the system exactly and they managed to get it you know so i'm not saying that it so these things are possible at the end of the day see the contrary to popular opinion the cyber crime unit in india in general is fairly sophisticated yes okay they it is not as if it's you know what is uh, what what is uh, what we understand You know, as bumbling policemen who come at the end of the uh, no, no, event. absolutely, okay. I fully subscribe so, to that. Yeah, they they are fairly sophisticated, and I'm also uh, uh, you know alive to the fact that for every one cyber crime that gets reported, there are many more that get solved. Yes. You know, just last week, uh, you know, there was one uh, cyber crime that I had reported uh, to the Bangalore uh, cyber crime unit, and that got resolved. You know. They, 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 they managed to track down those people, and they, actually, they got back to me saying that, okay, this is what has happened. So, you know, you might have to come and give witness. And I said, I'll be more than happy to do that. But the, the, the issue is that, are we taking this entire, you know, aspect of phishing and malware as seriously as we ought to do it? You know, even the 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 popular rhetoric, uh, you know, even when this case of WhatsApp and everything is that. Okay, so let them read my messages. What are they going to get? That's not the point. The point is that it is a crime for anybody to steal your data. You need to it remain is a, vigilant. And if it is a crime for somebody to enter your house and you know take your stuff, and if that is a crime, then this is equally a crime. And we've got fairly stringent laws. The problem is that most of us are completely apathetic. Yeah, and so that and is also, an issue. You raised a very interesting point because I saw some of these memes put out on uh, Facebook and all WhatsApp and all that kind of stuff. You know, they showed the old postcard that we had and said, yeah. you know, we we never had a problem with privacy then. I said, God, are you living in the Stone Age? I mean, you used to work in a different. Your houses used to remain open. Your doors used to remain open. Your windows. Why don't you keep your doors and windows open now? So see, it I, is it is always a it is always a. big folly to look at the past yeah. through the prism of the present you know 
I mean, yeah, life was a lot simpler. I agree with that. But then, you know, you didn't have uh, messaging applications yeah, at that and, time. And why are you having surveillance tools then? Why do you have a camera yeah. to uh, look after your children? You used to do it very comfortably yeah. earlier. And you had to go to the bank to withdraw your money. Exactly. I don't know where my bank is now. I, I have no clue. So I had I to change my up, I had to update my address the other day, but I didn't know why I was doing it. Maybe probably because the credit cards still physically come yeah. in or, so, or the checkbooks. I mean, I would just ascribe it to a moment of humor, and that's about it. It is not. Uh, I don't think there's any seriousness. Yeah, but people, I hope there is no serious intent. No, people buy into this. Yeah, you know, they they don't see it as a kind of a saki kind of stuff or humor. It's very difficult to, I, I think people buy into it. And it's like these platitudes are very simple. Life is not that way. What I find is always, you know, you can be happy. You can be, this is all good to give, you know, for if you're a, a, a Sadhguru or you're giving Gyan or something, these platitudes are fine, but they don't really work out in the it, real It way. also defeats a purpose of what you ought to be doing. And that's more dangerous. Because when you when you when you come with these kind of platitudes, you know, and a very fatalistic uh, attitude you know, towards the whole uh, event, you are actually losing the opportunity to go after that crime. The, 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 again, the question is that is Nidhi Razdan filing an FIR? That's the first step. Okay, it is. She did it right. Well, Not if she sure. has done it, then then I think I would be very keen yes. to track the case and say, okay, what has happened? Yeah, I think she approached the police. She, I think she, I think she has taken those precautions. And and yeah. you have to make examples out of it. There is no point in just saying that okay, this happened. I think the press and, and I, all I, of us. I, I thought it was very brave on her part. Absolutely, to, absolutely. You know, because she knew what it. Uh, meant because you know she, she's quite a personality she's got a lot yeah, of yeah, followers yeah. people know her and you know uh, a bright uh, uh, journalist being uh, looked upon as a stupid person as a luddite it's not you know no no it, she, it takes she a lot of courage had, it takes a lot of a lot courage, of courage and, you know i i don't think many people have that courage yeah. and uh, you know the fact that she came out and said and if she has filed a case in if she filed a police complaint that. that's even brave now i would be happy to see what is the progress Correct. and we should give the investigation and the progress as much of you know as oxygen of publicity as much as we are giving this case itself and learn from no. the lessons also you know exactly and basically whether we can draw lessons from these uh, uh, examples and what more to do which brings me to uh, you know if if i were to give three tips to the users uh, personally i would just say that you know, one thing very important is that earlier there were grammatical mistakes when they used to send these phys uh, yeah. uh, phishing messages no longer. Not Today, believe me, because of AI, the messages are so crisp and clear that you will think that some human being and a very erudite, articulate human being has sent you that message. So do not be under... Maybe it is illusion. true, by the way. Maybe it is an erudite, articulate person who can also be a con man. You, you don't person. know. So that's what I'm saying. So no longer are those messages, you know, that uh, from a Nigerian kind of stuff. That is a, those are the volume mass kind of uh, messages that used to get. Today you have a combination of uh, a different kind of messages. Very so slick. Think, yeah, very slick. Yeah, very, very slick. So you have to be extremely careful. Then second is the COVID related. You will, I think users need to be uh, aware that they will get a lot of uh, uh, these kind of uh, messages saying that, yep. okay, fine, you'll get a concession on healthcare, you may get a concession on this, uh, so much cashback and all. They need to be aware 
as to where there is a new the, there was a scam that i read about which uh, said uh, i think uh, last week uh, or maybe uh, beginning of this week where they said that uh, there was a message which came that for a premium we can get you inoculated okay uh, and you will be you will be able to jump the queue if you pay x amount of money <clears throat> and there were people who actually went and inquired about it you know it's again a question of kv tempter i mean look yeah i mean if you cannot you cannot yeah the prime minister of the country is saying that you know there is a process and you should follow it why would you imagine that you know he is wrong and your whatsapp message is right and if somebody tells you is going to double your money tomorrow when the interest rates are at 5% and 4% for heaven's sake i mean it's important yeah, people still to... fall for it right i mean yeah i mean so i think uh, a fool and his money are soon parted i mean yep that that uh, phrase hasn't gone anywhere the phrase remains so i think caveat emptor uh, remains uh, moving to the other topic uh, the indian uh, something heartening that the indian it industry but we expected that uh, they posted good results one is i think because of the inr uh, thing i think today it's one is a, yeah. like, clearly the rupee benefits uh, these guys so the operating mar- uh, margins would have improved and operating margins would have also improved because of the work from home uh, work from home cost yeah uh, the cost and the what what made me uh, you know very very what was very heartening was that hcl has now overtaken wipro yes hcl is now a bigger services company than wipro and that's remarkable i think much because the of that digital kind of stuff the thrust that they have that the push on digital the push on media the push on transformation the push on uh, you know select verticals i think i think uh, you know considering the fact that they were late starters you know they they started a few years later than wipro did i think the engine of growth that they've been able to crank up has been really excellent and uh, you know it, it, people thought that you know once shiv leaves uh, then there is going to be a bit of vacuum but that's not happened at all you know both in the case of tcs and in case of hcl the growth engine has kept chugging along right right so uh, uh, that was uh, a very pleasing thing for me uh, not that way, i don't like wipro <laughs> uh, because wipro had a very good uh, oh. rather has still has a very good product in homes of course which easily rivals uh, watson so of course ibm does not call it watson they call it cognitive intelligence cognitive yeah cognitive intelligence yeah <laughs> so but but th- th- that apart uh, i mean uh, infosys has done very well in the bfs all of them area. all of them across the board all of them have done reasonably well and i think i think that the prognosis for the coming quarter is also pretty good yeah. there was also a latent yeah and late, there's a lot there's a latent demand that is uh, coming up you know yeah. and i think uh, the good news is that they've been able to catch on to the demand reasonably fast and they've been able to execute very fast okay so i think that is a good news i don't know whether the you know the how, how long this uh, engine of growth is going to chug along mm-hmm. because there are changes that one can see in the firmament there are changes you know where ai is going to become the driver for growth mm-hmm. right i don't know how many of them are ready for uh, you know business ai which we discussed the last time around right uh, but having said that i think it, it the the services industry is done remarkably well 
uh, something that was not expected. Uh, and, and I think uh, that probably is going to add to a lot of optimism in the overall you know, sentiment in the market. No, I think they're doing a lot of uh, good work. Around, uh, you realize, I mean, yes, of course, um, on the flip side, you do have the H-1B visa still hanging like a millstone around the neck. Uh, I think certain things... But I think it's been factored in, right? I mean, it's been factored in. It's been factored Absolutely, absolutely. If Mr. Biden, if Mr. Biden comes and resigns some of the laws, that's only the icing on the cake. But I think the H-1B issue has been factored into the overall cost structure. Yeah, and these guys, you know, really have this wonderful balance of the INR factor because anyway, 60% of their revenue still comes from the, I mean, 50 to 60% of the revenue still comes from North America. So right. the INR factor always helps. The factor of 75, 75. And a lot of work has moved offshore, actually, again. You know, yeah, it has. Because it of has, the pandemic, uh, because those guys have not been able to call people. So I know uh, of the record kind of conversations that I've had with a lot of dignitaries, a massive amount of work has been moved offshore. Because today, it's not a question of security, it's a question of health. So safety. Yeah, it's a health issue. And it's, it's, it's also a good, I mean, uh, in, that, in that sense, the, the software services industry has played it to advantage very well, the pandemic. The work from home, they've been able to, you know, create jobs, which are essentially offshore, fundamentally offshore jobs, without adding or without, you know, messing around with the on-site uh, structure at all. So to that extent, you know, they're okay by the law, they're clear by the law, but they've also been able to manage their growth. Okay. And that's a, that's a pretty positive sign of, you know, the future also, because this is not going to go away. This pandemic thing is not going to go away, right? Not, uh, not so I think this 21 also, we're going to see a lot of signs of that. Oh, a lot of variants have come up. So I think those variants are creating a lot of uh, heartburn. Yep. So that's how true. the vaccines will match up to the variants and... Uh, which vaccine will be more effective against the variants? I think those things really have to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's know, a tough way. The one thing that COVID has proved is that, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of inoculation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> How fast we were able to come out with that. Exactly. I mean, All these I, years, we just could not do it. it was, I still remember, I think it was the Merck CEO or somebody who said that it takes four to five years and he insisted, basically, I think. But uh, it's these are not uh, easy uh, things to do. I mean, uh, so I, I'm, I'm I'm glad that uh, yeah, and and I think I'm I'm uh, what uh, what I'm looking at and what I think the world is looking at is how, as a country, we are going to you know inoculate our people because this is probably going to be one of the largest project management exercises in the world. Yeah, you know, and and how fast we are going to get that herd immunity. Uh, that is something that people are going to watch uh, fairly closely. And yesterday's uh, news on the CNN was that we, India is going to do 300,000 jabs a day. Now, that is awesome. Yeah, reminds me, it reminds me of the Aadhaar project. Remember, it was the yeah, most largest I mean, digital project. We managed it. And in, yeah. yesterday was the first day and they had already done 191,000 in one day. Yes. Right. Stats. So I think that that's a uh, that's a humongous project management that is being done, and I think we have to give credit where it's due, you know. And I think uh, the the government, the administration, they they are doing an outstanding job. I don't think there is any two ways about it. 
And before we wind up, then on the lighter side, um, what's your sense of how how did you find the consumer electronics show? World's uh, largest see, yes. virtual tech event. Yeah, the largest virtual. I mean, foldables. Uh, I don't know what foldables. Rollable. You've got the rollable foldables. Rollable. Rollable, bendable, foldable. I mean, tomorrow they're going to. I don't know what, they, what where it's heading. Uh, if you, if you remember, if you remember, when we talk about the foldable phones, you had the Nokia communicator. Yeah. I used to open it. It was like open. a pencil box. N seventy one. N seventy. So one of these youngsters was telling me, I was just having a conversation. I said, What do you think? Oh, these flexible phones. No, you know we have it. It's a uh, uh, it's it's a lovely piece, and it you know it can it has a screen on the top. It has the screen. So I said you you remember there's something called a Nokia communicator which had everything: a screen on the top, a screen below. Yeah, then, we. So I would just it was just I was just needling the guy. You know, it wasn't anything. I was just needling him, and then I asked him. I said, well, what do you think is the benefit of that? Uh, and the guy got a little. Uh, you know confusion because he doesn't know that you know the, this generation doesn't know that this is probably sometimes in in some ways of course you have you know old wine and new bottle kind of uh, all those form factors that you saw many years back are coming motorola had the flip phone flip i was just going to say yeah. the flip i mean i remember using the flip uh, almost in 2005 you know 15 16 years ago uh, but you know at the end of the day it's you know there's only you know form factor can only shrink so much Correct. because there is also you know there is a certain need to have a certain form factor right mm. uh frankly my my view of the foldable is that uh if i can fold it and you know shove it into my sock that'll be great uh, <laughs> i don't know whether it's practical but uh, or whether my feet will you know be okay but the fact is that uh from a utility perspective there will be areas where the foldable will be you know uh, will come in handy but from mm. a personal communication perspective i'm not sure i'm not sure uh, see and and if you're so uh, you know uh, i i like your reaction uh, to the foldable one so i want to show you something let me just share the screen okay i think uh, can't share the screen at this moment but but uh, let me tell you something about so the what i liked about the cs uh, part of it one was the lg's uh, rollable phones sure. uh, of course then you had the graphic cards by nvidia and amd both were competing with uh, the rtx 3000 graphics card by nvidia and then the ryzen uh, 5000 series of mobile processors by amd mm-hmm. but the interesting is that lg has come out with the um, 42 inch oled tv so that's for the smaller screen so that's the interesting part I don't know whether you heard about Project Hazel, which is the world's smartest mask. Okay, <sighs> yeah, and and wait, there's a transparent smart bed. So LG, uh, I, I I like our, our, our sister publication described it well. You know that LG is taking uh, tech radar basically. That uh, LG is taking the luxury of watching TV in bed to the next level with its 55-inch transparent OLED smart bed concept that smuggles a transparent OLED TV inside the foot of your bed. So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, so. <laughs> So you are you going to are you going to be watching it with your no, feet? It is probably a generation gap, so maybe I'm sure they they like that. They know, no, no, I'm sure they like. I'm I'm just trying to imagine the practical utility. I mean, on one hand, we are saying the television as a as a first screen itself 
is losing its uh, relevance. You know, more and more people are shifting to mobile phones, and mobile is becoming your first screen. Correct. Right. Uh, but then you are also saying that you know uh, there is a television which is going to be uh, there at the foot of your bed. Hmm. Uh, you know, which can obviously, I'm sure, can get elevated and uh, can be brought down. Question is that. See, there are something that you do because the technology allows you to do. Mm. That's great, but at the end of the day, business is going to be you know uh, built by the kind of technology that people find it easy to use, right? So, how does that work? But Subhu, I think there's also another angle to this because I was speaking to Jayant about it. Uh, you know, I was asking him. I said, uh, "What do you think about this?" Unfortunately, he couldn't come today. I would have loved to call him. We love CS and all stuff. So you have like Mufflin also an AI pet robot that has come. So we have these toys uh, uh, which have been done over a period of time. But the interesting part about rollerball, about all these are like prototypes which probably uh, over the next four or five years we'll see them as display screens. That's the possibility. So they might no, not exactly I, have sure. it the way they're showing it. You know, Correct. they show it as two cylinders with a roller a roller out there in the video. If you have seen the video. But probably these are also you know prototypes showing you that okay these are the kind of uh, given the kind of ambient computing that we are talking about these are it is heralding the new age of ambient computing so that's one yeah, possible. I mean I can imagine I can imagine a small little cylinder that you carry and you know you're in public Wi-Fi you just open it you know check something and put it back yeah. you know in your pocket so that that's that's uh, that's but I'm just saying that you know. The these are these are technologies out there, which are going to be you know uh, coming into some kind of a commercial form, and by the time they come, I think the peace with practicality would have been made. But right now, I mean, CES is the world's largest show, and you know, in terms of technology, it's 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 awesome, and I, I used to attend CES fairly regularly. Uh, it's it's. I was awesome. there last year, so it was pretty interesting. Right. So I think I think, uh, but I would be interested. See, one of the areas that I would be interested to see is the advancement in the battery technology, because today that is becoming one of the key drivers of a device selection. You know, uh, how long your battery lasts, right? How can you make it, you know, uh, more and more longer lasting? Tesla, for example, you know, <clears throat> earlier it used to be three fifty kilometers. Now they are saying that it go up to thousand kilometers. Yeah, on a single charge. So a lot of stuff is happening out in the labs. Huh? They are checking out how these lithium-ion batteries will work, how the electrodes will work, how they can use. You know, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of material science is being used out there. So a, yeah. a lot of stuff is uh, going on. So I, and I'm glad you brought up that point because even the flexible kind of screens that you're using, one on the top, one on the bottom. They are doing it because see that's a marvel of engineering. I see it from that point of view because if the power consumption is is much lower than what you would have had in the Nokia communicator, for instance, previously, but you would have had two screens drawing power from it. It would have just not been feasible. So these guys have done some very smart engineering out here. So I thought that was uh, pretty uh, interesting, and. Of course, all said and done, I have uh, uh, almost like 30, 40 controls on my uh, washing machine out there. I don't think I use even two or three out of them. Exactly. So, like it, that's why I said, I mean, by the time they roll out the piece with, uh, you know, the, the practicality would be made. And, uh, but this is, this is exciting stuff. I mean, you know, the way you're able to mold 
bend, twist technology, the hardware, and not keep it as a static piece. That's an interesting concept to have. Right. So, folks, uh, you have it uh, as we uh, shared all the insights uh, of the week. Uh, basically, a uh, lot of cyber crime, a lot of phishing happening, some good things in the IT industry, and Consumer Electronics Show uh, showing you the future of uh, technology. Uh, hope you have a safe week weekend, uh, and please remember caveat emptor. Bye. Bye, beware. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for new episodes every week. And for daily enterprise tech news and news, visit cxotoday.com.